Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. When planning a vacation, have you ever thought about how much it costs versus how much you want to get out of it? When you're thinking of the cost versus the value of a vacation, it becomes a really interesting balancing act. Today, you'll join us on my second Facebook Live. My friend Julie and I talk about comparing the price and value when it comes to planning a vacation. I am joined by another person on the screen. This is Julie Schaefer. Hi, Julie. Hi, everyone. So, Julie, you have been on the podcast a couple times. So why don't you give us a quick little hello, who you are, what you're doing? Hi, everyone. So my name is Julie. I live in Maryland. I am a fellow travel advisor with Ryan at Creating Magic Vacations. I have three little kids. So I really specialize in planning a lot of trips for families with little kids. And if we hear thunderous footsteps behind you, we'll know who it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Chris Janning wants to know, am I verified? Yes, Chris, we can see your picture. We know who you are. And here we have somebody popping up here. Look at this guy. This is Shane Seymour, friend of the pod, here to say hello. So, Julie, I roped you into being on the show today because I asked on Facebook the other day for ideas with topics. And I really liked all of the ideas that people had. but. I like yours in particular because I've been thinking about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to talk to you about that today. I want to talk about considering the cost value when vacation planning. First of all, what made you come up with this idea? So I think as a travel advisor, when we start planning trips for clients, we have to interview them a lot in the beginning. And that kind of gives us an idea of what they're looking for. Are they looking to you know, be comfortable and kind of do whatever they can to make this trip the best it is for their family, or are they really trying to stay on a tight budget? So either way that they describe it to me, I find that I still have to go back and kind of say, okay, for this price, this is what you're going to get. Right. But sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect of describing, you know, this might be higher in price, but what that upgraded price is going to get you. I, it, it's sometimes hard to describe that to the clients to say, you know, I hear you that this is more money, but this is why you should do it that way. Yeah. And I think sometimes you know, I, I'm thinking actually of some work I did today with a with a client for, for Walt Disney World. I kind of had to throw out some options to almost see what it is that she was gravitating towards because I couldn't yeah. tell was, hey, we want a, a monorail experience, but we're also very budget mindful. And it's kind of like, okay, well, those in Disney terms tend to be two different things. So let me give you both and let me yeah. tell you why both would work. I'm never going to give you an option that I don't believe in. And so kind of see where she landed. And, and I do yeah. that a lot. I, I'll tell people, I'm going to give you a variety, but it's always going to be something that I think fits you well. I'm not just going to, if you say budget, I'm not just going to look for the cheapest thing. I'm going to look for the cheapest thing that I think fits. You're going to look for something that fits their price range, but has a good value. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we look at cost, that's really the bottom line, right? We're looking at the yep. dollar sign. We're saying, I've got a budget of $5,000. I've got a budget of $1,500 per person. And what are times where that might be more of a concern? So where would we see price being the main driver? 
So I think when people are on a tight budget and they're just mm-hmm. trying to get away quickly, yeah, that's right. when they're mostly focused on what that number is. I think it also comes into play when they're visiting a destination that they've been to before or maybe a place that's easy for them to travel to that they see themselves returning to in the future. Then they're going to be really just sticking to that price or okay. maybe they travel multiple times a year. So they're they're trying to fit all these trips in within a year. You know, that's a good point. I didn't think about how annual trip planning would factor into this. As we know, most people take more than one trip a year. Right. Hope that we get to plan all of it. But we know that's not always the case. (laughs) But sometimes it is right. Like I need a quick getaway and I need this to fit in the puzzle. So I can't stay exactly where I want to stay, but I can stay adjacent to it or close to it. And I can still have that experience. And I think it can also depend on who's traveling with you. If maybe just my husband and I are trying to get away real quick, maybe we would be a little more aware of the price versus if the whole family is going. Right. Absolutely. And you and your husband vacation differently when it's just the two of you, I would imagine. And you're looking for for different things, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So let's talk about this value idea. So how does value differ than price? So when I think about price, I think of strictly just cost. But when I think about value, I think of everything that you're getting for that cost. If you want to say everything that's included in that, which can be things like how comfortable you're going to be, you know, how much time you can save by upgrading your resort, just, you know, kind of thinking about, okay, what all is included in this cost? Right. So if we're using Disney as an example, at the resort, dude, does a preferred room save you steps at the end right. of the day when you're exhausted? Or at an all-inclusive resort, do you have access to all the restaurants or just a couple and then you have to upgrade for everything? And what's the value for that? Absolutely. So, right. And ironically, Disney has a value resort level, right. but that's not really the same type of value that we're talking right, about. Right. A, a value. Yeah. Value fits uh, the cost there. But, you know, there is nothing wrong with Several of the Disney value resorts. There are some that I really don't. I don't like having people go to because I know what the experience could be like. But there's others where I'm like, yeah, this this fits you perfectly fine. Well, and again, it goes back to what you know, what type of experience are you trying to have? And I just trying to get a get away down there to maybe go for a race weekend real quick or maybe go to, you know, I mentioned the other day I was thinking about going down for one of the Halloween or one of the Christmas parties. And if it was just going to be a quick trip just to go to a party, I would definitely say it a value. Yep. I have a client who is a grandmother who takes all of her grandkids to the same value resort that she took her kids, their parents. Oh, yes. But she goes multiple times a year. Like sometimes her and her daughter will go and then they'll upgrade to a moderate or they'll do something else. But for her... She sees the experience at that value resort being the connection with the family. And she knows she's going to go multiple times. And as her travel advisor, I get that, right? She's not she's not necessarily trying to save money. She's trying to have that experience. So I I thought that was pretty cool. That was really cool. So when is it time when someone would focus on value as more of a concern than price? If it's a once in a lifetime trip, if it's someplace that you don't see yourself going back to and you might want to think, let me make this the the best trip that I can. A lot of times I'll hear that from clients when they're doing a really big trip, whether it's to Disney or to an all-inclusive, they'll kind of increase their budget quite a bit 
to make sure that everyone is comfortable, to make sure that everyone can easily travel together, to make sure that everyone is in a comfortable accommodation. If it's something where you're not going to go frequently, or maybe you've never been and you don't expect to go back, or in a situation where you have a lot of people going together. A lot of the trips I plan are multi-generational. There's 17 to 20-something people going together. Cramming everyone onto a Disney bus, you're going to take up the whole bus, and you're probably not all going to get on the same bus. Right. So, you know, staying in a monorail resort is going to be the way to go to keep everyone together and have the experience you want to have. I just had a large group come back from Hard Rock in Punta Cana, uh-huh. a Hard Rock all-inclusive resort, and we upgraded some of their rooms so that everyone could be more comfortable, have their own kind of sleeping spaces. That's something else to consider. You know, not everyone is going to want to share beds with everyone else, and that might mean that you have to upgrade to a villa, a one-bedroom, a two-bedroom, something like that. And that's going to come with a price tag, but everyone's going to be a lot happier on that trip. Right. And you're going to be able to make better memories right. that way. Gra- Grandma gets the sleeping accommodations that she wants, and that's going to yeah. make the trip. So let's talk about, when we're talking about vacation planning, what are some mistakes we can make around this idea? What are a couple of mistakes when it comes to looking at cost? Oh, so I think a lot of times people will come to me, this happens a lot with cruises. And they'll say, hey, I saw mm-hmm. this price. Yes. Why is it different than what you're seeing? Yes. And they're looking at a non-refundable rate. You know, or an inside cap because the cruise company is going to show the price. They're not going to show the cabin necessarily. And so I'll, they'll send me a screenshot or send me an email that says, hey, look at this. It's us starting from, you know, $600. And I'm like, yes, that's an inside cabin at the bottom of the ship. It's non-refundable and it's a guarantee. So yeah. you don't get you don't get to pick your room. There's a lot of things to understand. Like, yes, that price is great, but you're going to kind of get what you pay for at that low price. Yeah, it's you're absolutely right. That mistake of just looking at like the lead in price. And then I, I dealt with this today, actually, of having two different clients I was working with say, well, how come I'm seeing this and you're seeing this? Right. And I kind of had to explain, well, I'm looking at a refundable rate because if something happens, you want your deposit back. And I'm looking at a connecting room so your whole family can be together and putting yeah. you on this deck because I think that's a good spot for you yeah. and your kids. People come to us to help with their travel plans. And sometimes I just want to say, trust me, yeah. I'm giving you the options I'm giving you for a reason. Yeah, um, I will almost start that with kind of qualifiers. Okay, here are the assumptions that I made. You're yeah. going to want this. You're going to want that. You're going to want this. Let's start with the private transfer. And then if you don't want to pay that cost, then we can do the shared transfer. Yeah. Like, and here's why exactly. you're going to want the private transfer, because it's 90 minutes from Shankster Airport to the grill. And you don't want to be sitting in the party bus for 90 minutes because you're going to be <laughs> tired and you just want to have a bottle of water and maybe a beer or a glass of wine. Is that like an old person thing? Because like maybe some people do want to be on the party bus for 90 minutes. Well, I I, I don't. OK, because I also know the roads between Moscow Bay. And anyway, I digress. What are some mistakes that people would make when it comes to looking at value? We're kind of talking about value being better. Well, I don't know. Maybe we're not saying, but we're almost kind of talking about it being a, a different side of the coin. What are some mistakes that we would make there? I think that sometimes there are things that get added in unnecessarily. And a big one that comes to mind is a lot of people tell me that they want separate sleeping spaces. But when I really break that down about why they want a separate uh-huh. sleeping space, it might not be necessary. They're looking at it as, you know, we want to be as comfortable as we can. We need to sleep separately than our kids. But then I can kind of talk to them back and forth. Like, for example, at a Disney trip, you're not going to be in your room that much. 
If there's really just four of you, you might not need those separate sleeping spaces. Right. And I feel like we keep going back to Disney because that's sort of what we know best. But a lot of people will ask me to put them in a villa and I'll say, well, that's it's a really big upgrade in price yep. because you get a full kitchen. Do we yeah. need a full kitchen? Do, do you Maybe need one? And, so, and some people will look at that and say, wow, we can sit at the table and we yeah. can order quick service and have it in our room and spread out and have a full coffee maker. And that wa- might be great, but it laundry, also might, it might be perfect. perfect. You know, that's our role, right? To describe what they're what they're getting, what they're paying for. Absolutely. Well, what are some of the ways and, and I'm, I'm thinking of this as as folks who are, are listening or watching. What are some of the things that you would want your clients to talk about when they first meet with you? So you kind of suss this difference between budget minded and value minded. I know I'm throwing you questions that I didn't prepare you for. I think sometimes it it comes across in what they describe before mm-hmm. I even get to a question. So if that's they exactly are what I was going to say. Straight to me and say something like, "We want to go," you know, when it's the least crowded at Disney World. We don't care about anything else. We just want to go when it's the least crowded. Right. Those least crowded times are also going to be the least expensive times. So that's when they're definitely going to be looking towards a price and not just a value. Whereas if they come to me and say. You know, this is a trip of lifetime. We're kind of going to go all right. out. I have I have folks, three families that are traveling together on a cruise in August. And it, it's grandma's 70th birthday oh, and the cool. daughter's fifth birthday. And they're doing it to the nines. They've got three concierge wow. cabins. And basically the, the mom who's putting it together says, we don't want to think about anything. We don't want right. anything to get in the way of us having a great time. And she didn't say this, but it's essentially we're willing to pay for it. And I know the level of surface and the experience that they're going to have. And sometimes you pay to play a little bit yeah. when it comes yeah. to vacations, just like anything else. You know, getting a getting a butler suite at Sandals or Beaches or or even doing a concierge where you have help with reservations really changes your vacation experience rather than the, the lead in or the. The cheapest right. pricing. I mean, it just just bumping up a little bit makes makes a big difference. I find a lot too with my clients because I I plan, like I said, a lot of multi generational trips or just a lot of families with young kids. And if the parents are coming to me and they want to get away, I know that they're kind of looking a little more at price than value because they just they need to get away. They don't have a lot of time to do it. I sometimes I need to get away sooner rather than later. So we're kind of just <laughs> what wow. what do you got what do you got for tomorrow what what can we like we're right. we are literally driving to the airport Julie where can we go <laughs> that would be a fun but stressful trip to plan so sometimes I think it's less about you know what we're asking and and more about just kind of how they're describing their vacation to yeah. us I always ask people. Are you celebrating anything? What do you envision for this trip? And if they're going to tell me, we're just going to hit the parks, you know, park open like our park closed. Yeah. Or, or we just want to lay on the beach all day. We don't care what else is going on. Yeah. So, it, you know, really just depends how they answer that. You know, what do you envision for your trip kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. And my next question was going to be kind of the top tip when it comes to this idea of, of value versus cost. And I think that's my top tip is. The more that you can, I, I realize you can't always, but the more that you can envision your trip, yeah. not meaning if this doesn't happen, it's ruined, but 
this is really what I want to get out of it. We want to be together as a family. I want to reconnect with my spouse. I want to have adventure and fun in the jungle. Whatever that is, the more you can describe that, not only the better you're going to be able to narrow stuff down, but yeah. we as your travel advisors are going to be able to as well. I wanted to mention this earlier. This is something that we deal with too on our end sometimes. And I think kind of a mistake that people make when we're planning with them is sometimes they'll ask us for, like, we'll give them a price and they'll ask us for a price breakdown. Yeah. But it doesn't always work that way. And not only do our vendors not always give us a price breakdown, but if we were to break down the price, each individual component might not add up to the package price that we gave you. It doesn't always work that way. Things come packaged, they come yeah. bundled for a reason because you get a better value out of that yep. package and out of that bundle. So a lot of times I'll send people up a quote and they'll say, well, can you break it down piece by piece? And I, I think they're looking at it from that that price, that pure cost standpoint of saying, well, what could I knock out right. to lower the price? When really, when we break it down, the price could go up. Absolutely. We think of things, well, how are you going to get from the airport to the hotel? Or uh -huh. do you want somebody to pick you up and take you to the tour rather than you find your own yeah. way? It's It's kind of leading them through that story of their vacation so they can start right. to see, oh, you know, right. I, now I'm getting where this value is added there versus just yeah. the cost. That's why we travel, right? So that we can get the experience and the stories to tell our clients. I never would have thought of doing private transfers before I was yeah. married or had kids. And now I cannot imagine doing a shared transfer because by the time we have left our house, driven to the airport, gone through that, flown, gotten off the flight, gotten our bags. The last thing I want to do is sit on a bus. Yes. However, 30, 40, however many other people and wait for that bus to then stop. At the Absolutely. Last nine, thing I would... nine times out of 10, when I paint the picture of yeah. getting off, get getting from the Cancun airport to your hotel and not that yeah. there's anything wrong with Cancun, but it's just the airport is, is an interesting experience. And whenever I paint the picture of what that's going to look like, they're like, yeah, I see the private transfer there. Absolutely. I agree. So. As, so as soon as I tell clients about, you know, you've got your little kids, my kids, they always fall asleep in the private transfer. They're like, yes, yeah. we are going to go private. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else in the party does. We're going private. <laughs> that typically sells it. And the other thing that sells it, too, is I'll say, oh, you know, when you get on the monorail, you don't have to fold up your double stroller. But if you get on the bus... You had to fold that thing up every time, which means taking out all your bags, holding your kids. That might be I the extra cost. Kids and yeah, your that bag. might be yeah, worth the over. extra cost. Uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Little things, they add up. Well, Julie, this has been really interesting to talk about cost and, and value because I think people approach vacations differently and it, it yeah. helps us and it helps them to kind of think about what are the main motivations. And there's so many different places where this kind of plays out. So I'm hoping you'll join me again of down course. the road and maybe we can talk about price versus value when it comes to a cruise or when it comes yeah. to a European trip or something like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want people to think that like value always means it more, it's more expensive because it, oh, it always no, means that. It, it could be something as simple as this resort is closer to the airport versus that one, something like that. It, it, it Value can mean different things to different people. It just depends what's important to you. I don't want people to think that we're just up here preaching about spend more money because you'll be happier because it's not always the case. Right. No, to me, value is maximizing what's most important to you for your yeah. vacation. And sometimes right. that's more money or sometimes that's prioritizing the money here rather than some other place. And so the, the price doesn't change. Right. So, Julie... 
It's summertime. Where is your next vacation? We are staying local for our next couple of vacations. So in Maryland, we can drive to a couple beaches pretty easily. Uh My family has a beach house in Ocean City, which is three hours from where I live. We will be down there at the end of July and then again at the end of August. So we are pretty fortunate because we don't pay anything to go there. Well, that sounds great. Snow and it's our own house. Some some time at the beach with your little kiddo sounds just about right. Does it sound fun though? Because I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, I'm taking a very different trip. This week, I'm going to Walt Disney World, but I'm going by myself. So I'm going for work, which is always an interesting thing, being the adult guy who goes to Disney by himself. But, you know, hey, it's for work. It's a training. I'd love to trade places. I'll go if you want. You'll go? I'll go. You know, here's the thing. When you go by yourself to a place like Disney, you have ultimate flexibility. You can do exactly what you want to do. So, for instance, when I go to Hollywood Studios, there's a new, there's a pop-up Indiana Jones lounge that has to do with the movie. And they have this old fashioned that sounds amazing. The only reason I'm going to Hollywood Studios is so I can try this old fashioned. Anything else that happens at Hollywood Studios is icing on the cake, but I'm just going for the drink. Nice. That's awesome. I guess that's a a new movie. I'm going to see the new movie when I get back from the trip. So I won't know. Yeah, but. So, so that's the benefit of being an annual pass holder and going multiple times for work, right? I can pop into the parks just for a drink. Talk about price versus value. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to end on Shane's comment here on the screen. Great topic. Really interesting and excellent advice. I think Shane has nailed it on the head there. So, Julie, if people want to reach out to you and talk about vacations or this idea, how can they do that? So they can email me at julie at creatingmagicvacations.com. All right. Thank you so much. And hey, folks, thank you so much for either watching on the live stream tonight or listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.